Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavioral science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a good week, and hope you're having a good day so far. This is Dr. Z. For those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, Dr. Z is a nickname that my clients gave me a long time ago. And it's because I have a very long Latino name. My full name is Patricia Esperanza Zurita Ona. And that's just hard to say and hard to remember. So Dr. Z is easy to remember and it's very short and I like it how it sounds. Today, I am eager to chat with all of you about a topic that I think is part of our day-to-day lives. And if this behavior goes unchecked, it can really hinder us from experiencing life as we want to live it. It can hinder us from having the relationships we want to have. And it can hinder us from being the people we want to be. So the topic is avoidance. And for a couple of moments, I want you to think about any situation that was challenging for you maybe a month ago or a week ago. If you can remember a situation that you didn't like or a conversation that you didn't like or an encounter you had with a friend that you didn't like or even situations that may be mundane, like going to your favorite restaurant and realizing that you don't like a particular dish. So if you don't mind going back on time to any of those experiences, any experience that was challenging, difficult, can you recall what was your initial urge to handle that situation? And the reason why this is important is because humans, as a species, we are hardwired to avoid anything that makes us uncomfortable. That's natural, and that's expected. It's like to avoid is to be human. And think about it. What are all the situations, activities, people, emotions, thoughts, memories, pictures that you avoid. But what happens when we avoid things that we care about because they make us feel uncomfortable? What happens when we disconnect from the stuff that matters to us because we're trying to control what we feel? What is really the long-term effect of avoidant behaviors in our lives. 
Let me give you an example. Let's say that Justin was 21 years old and he got his first job as a manager at a local restaurant. He was super happy and excited about this job. He was excited to get his first paycheck. And he was really excited also about the possibilities of expanding his career in the food industry. Who wouldn't be? It's your first job, right? Do you remember how it felt? After a couple of months working, let's say that on a Friday evening, Justin went back home and saw his dog of 14 years, Jackson, laying down on the floor. Justin got scared and tried to move Jackson, but Jackson didn't respond. Justin really quickly took his dog to the veterinarian with the hope that this was a temporary illness. But in less than one hour, Justin was told that Jackson had a heart attack and was dead. Justin was shocked. He couldn't make sense of those words. He drove mechanically and automatically back home and cried for hours. And since then, every night after work, Justin felt sad, empty, as if something was missing for him. His friends tried to get him to go out. His family called him and reached out to, but nothing diminished Justin's grief. Little by little, he became disconnected from his friend. He called in sick to work some days. And the idea of moving on and getting a new puppy felt so strange to him. In some way, Justin felt responsible for Jackson's passing away. Justin blamed himself for not catching the early signs of the heart attack. And he slowly withdrew from everyone, from the things that he needed to do, and the things that he cared about. Now, we don't have to experience a loss to notice how in our day-to-day life, we do avoid things that make us feel uncomfortable. We do avoid things that make us feel sad. We do avoid movies that are not very happy. We avoid songs that talk about loss and grief. And that's human. Reality is that there are many, many emotions that push us to hide, to disconnect, to isolate. And this is natural. But when our pain becomes too strong and too enduring, it's time to do something about it. And that's what I want to talk about it today. But again, let me clarify this. To avoid is to be human. There is nothing wrong with avoiding. The challenge is what happens when we avoid things that are important to us, when we avoid things that matter to us. And if you have been avoiding things that are important to you, if you have been avoiding things that you need to do, and if you have been avoiding things that are fulfilling to you, then I really, really hope that you make an extra effort to listen to this episode. Because I want to share with you a couple of tips that you can put into action right away. So you don't have to be driven by avoidance. And you don't have to get stuck with avoidant behaviors in your life. So let me start. As a starting point, it's very important that you assess how you are spending your time. 
So over the next couple of days, at least five days, you can use a piece of paper and a pen and just write down all the main activities you participate in each hour. It's okay to jot them down at the end of the day. That's fine. So when writing down the activities you participate in at the end of the day, you may also want to write down three words. You may also want to write whether the activity is a fun and enjoyable, it's a values-based activity, or is an activity related to the staff you need to take it off. This is very important because even though it may seem a bit tedious at the beginning, this is going to help you to assess how your week looks currently and how it's impacting your well-being. So then you will know what you need to change to break any avoidance pattern you are dealing with. Think about it. If you don't know how you are spending your time, you won't know what you need to change. So my invitation for you is again, for five days, make sure that you record every activity you participate in. And when you're writing down these activities, ask yourself, is this a fun and pleasurable one? Is this an activity related to the things that are important to me? Or is this an activity that I have to do? Now, here is another tip. You also need to do an inventory of all the things that you have disconnected from during the last three months. Don't worry how long or how short your list is. Just write down all the things that you have been avoiding. And make sure that you write down activities like doing laundry, talking to my neighbors, watering the plants, or situations, going to the gym, going to the yoga class, going to the museum, or even people you have been avoiding. Perhaps you have been avoiding your best friend. Perhaps you have been avoiding your significant other or your parents. So just make sure that you do an inventory of all the things that you have been avoiding. Now, here's what you need to do next. After listing everything you have been avoiding the last three months, let's take a look at the impact and consequences of those actions in your life. So let's say that you have been avoiding taking calls from your friends. Next to that item, see if you can write down the short-term and the long-term consequences of that avoidant behavior. For example, a short-term consequence will be that you don't get stressed about having to talk to your friends. You don't have to answer questions about how you're feeling. You don't have to let anybody know how you're feeling about work. Now, what is the long-term consequence of that avoidant behavior? Is that you don't connect with people. You may miss connecting with them. You may miss socializing with the people that are important to you. So again, for every item that you have been avoiding, see if you can write down the short-term and long-term consequences. Now, this may sound very tedious and boring to do, but if you don't know how you're behaving, it's really, really difficult to change your actions and it's really difficult to make a shift in your life. Withdrawal behaviors or avoidant behaviors are tricky because in one hand, they feel super comfortable in the short term. 
they can easily help you to feel comfortable with avoiding people, situations, and activities. On the other hand, if you don't check what's going on with these avoidant behaviors and how they are working in your life, they can totally take you away from doing what's important to you, from the people you love, and from doing the things that you need to be doing. So every time there is an avoidant behavior, your best response is to step back and reconnect with your values, reconnect with the things that you find fun and enjoyable, and reconnect with the things that you need to do. Because let's face it, we all have errands to do. No human being walks in this life without having to run errands. So if I can recap a little bit, I am suggesting that if you are struggling with avoidant behaviors, you do an assessment of how you're spending your time and you take a look at whether you are engaging in activities related to your values, activities that are fun and enjoyable, or activities that you need to do. And the reason why this is important is because most of the times we stop doing things that either matter to us we stop doing things that we need to be taking care of and we stop doing the things that are fulfilling and enjoyable. So it's important for you to assess how you're spending your time. And then I invited you to do an inventory of all the things you are avoiding, including activities, situations, and people. Now, after you have done those two things, it's important for you to reorganize your schedule. And basically, it's important to step back and see how you want your week to look the next seven days. To do that, you always have to think about these three things. What are the things that matter to you that you need to be doing? What are the things that you need to take care of, errands that you need to take care of? And what are the things that are fulfilling and enjoyable for you? If you are not clear about what are your personal values or the things that matter to you, or you are confused between values and goals and values and feelings, make sure to go to episode 23, in which I discuss in detail what are values within acceptance and commitment skills. This is important because... Once you get in touch with the things that are important to you, then you can schedule activities in the next seven days that are congruent and consistent with who you want to be. Then, it's important also that you look at the inventory of things you have been avoiding and you look at all the errands or things that you have to take care of, like paying bills watering your plants, doing some gardening, painting a fence, and you also schedule these activities in the next seven days. And lastly, you need to also go back to do all those things that are fun for you and enjoyable. It's possible that you like to watch movies, that you like to practice Spanish, that you enjoy going for a hike. So once you get in touch with these three different types of activities, I will encourage you to schedule at least three of each one of them a week. So you will have at least nine activities that are consistent with your values, things that are fun and enjoyable, and things that you need to take care of. 
Now, of course, scheduling activities is different than doing them. So if there is any part of you that is concerned about experiencing some form of discomfort, either feeling anxious, hopeless, sad, or confused when taking the steps to implement these activities, I will invite you to do one thing. I will invite you to visualize each one of the steps you need to go through for that particular activity. Because when you visualize yourself taking those steps, taking those actions, you are practicing making room for the discomfort that comes when taking action. So you can choose an activity to work on, you can close your eyes or you can leave them open and then mentally walk yourself through all the steps you need to take to achieve that particular task. You can even use all your senses to experience each step as vivid as possible. Who you are with, what you're doing, what you're saying, what are the circumstances. The more that you visualize yourself taking those steps, the more that you prepare yourself to have those feelings and still take action. Here is another thing that you can do. You can notice your internal experiences for what they are. You can say things like, here is an emotion, here is a thought, here is anxiety, here is sadness. And instead of fighting against those emotions, all what you have to do is acknowledge them. As you continue to visualize the steps you need to take to complete that particular activity. This may sound simplistic, but you are not going to overcome an avoidance pattern by thinking about it, by dwelling on it. The reality is that to get out of an avoidance pattern, you have to take action. And again, all what you have to do is schedule three activities towards your values and three activities that you need to take care of. And finally, when you are putting into action this new weekly schedule, I will invite you also to commit to yourself. Because every time you're trying to change a behavior, it's important to commit to yourself. It's like you're making a promise to yourself And when you are committing, you're committing not only to take action, but you're also committing to say yes to any form of discomfort that may come up with that particular action. So, for example, let's say that the activity you want to take care of is paying bills, paying phone bills. So you may say things like, I am willing to experience the anxiety and the fear that may come when paying this bill so I can be more independent. You commit to take action, but also you commit to make room for that internal and comfortable experience that may come with that particular action. I know that some days putting these skills into action may be hard, but it does get easier if you make them part of your weekly schedule. And adding all these activities to your weekly calendar on a regular basis will improve the quality of your life It will make you more resilient. It will also increase your ability to handle challenging moments that come your way without avoiding, disconnecting, or withdrawing. So I really hope you put into action these steps. 
If you need a refresher of what values are within acceptance and commitment skills, make sure to go back to episode 23. If you are concerned about being able to take action, I will invite you to visualize yourself taking all the steps that you need to complete a particular activity. And finally, I invite you to make a personal commitment as if you were making a personal promise to yourself that you will do your best to take action for that particular activity and that you will do your best to make room for the discomfort that may come with that particular activity. So if you have any questions, please let me know. And let's remember that to avoid is to be human. And yet, if we don't check how much we are avoiding and what we are avoiding, our lives get narrow and narrow and we stop being the people we want to be. I wish you a great week. And if you have any questions or comments, you know how to find me. You can go to the website www.thisisdrz.com. Have a great week and see you next week. Bye-bye. listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you are feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingwithsafe.com. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing with safe actions. See you soon!